Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Oh, <laughs> oh nice crackle. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> so before I even begin the show, I'm going to say to the listener that I am not dying. I'm just having an allergic reaction, and I don't know what to because... I, I've been allergic to bees my entire life. Not my entire life, but you know, since they swarmed me when I was like eight, and uh, and so I, I've always been on the lookout for them, you know. And then about a year ago, no, maybe even more this year, it's just I've developed a seasonal allergy of some sort, or I'm allergic to something in the house, or a detergent that we use in our laundry, or something because. Uh, mm. I get these sneezes and the itchy and the watery eyes and and I just I feel like my head's gonna roll off my fucking shoulders and I hate it. Oh, um, and still no pre-roll audio. So guess what? We <laughs> before we begin the episode of the Pack Filler, just a friendly reminder that we are live every Monday at six o'clock Pacific or eighteen hundred hours for you military folk on the Podbean and the YouTubes. You can call to the show directly through the free Podbean app. So be sure to download that bad boy today. Big pre-show thank you to the one and only Giant Bicycles for their continued support of the podcast. Be sure and check out the availability at your local Giant dealer today, Ride Life, Ride Giant. Should I mention the the strange photo I took yesterday? That's crazy. Yeah, I just I saw a random truck at a grocery store full of Giant Bicycle boxes, and they had bikes in them. It has to be, I'm sure, an employee or hopefully, something yeah, from hopefully. Bike Hub. Although one of them looked like it was about to fall out. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> also big thanks to Gooder Sunglasses, the home for glasses that get the joke, look great, fit perfectly, and suit just about any style or activity you are attempting. Get over to Gooder.com today and check out the styles you need, all at a price you can afford. Let's do this. Ah! What? Military time? Yeah. Did you say 1600? I said 1800. Was I right? Yeah, 1800. You, you yeah, said that you off said mic. 16, yeah. You're going to call me out. That's so nice of you yeah. to say, Pat, you fucked up. Yeah, I but you, you didn't said say it on mic. Yeah. I said 1800. Yeah. I hope I said 1800. Yeah. 
You probably did. All right. The Giro. I'm not a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> the Giro ends. The Dauphiné starts. The Dauphiné ends. Unbound gravel and the Tour de Suisse starts. Is it just me, or is this regular bike racing schedule kind of fucking exhausting? With a year off, we need to ease into this, but instead we're jumping in off the high dive into a cold-ass pool of busy. Uh, this is the pack filler. We, as usual, have a lot to digest and not enough time to get it all in. So helping me digest are the members of the pack filler. If they were meals... See the digest thing I'm going yeah, for yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, they'd be number one, a big old homemade burger with a side of mac and cheese, but surprisingly, you don't ever feel bloaty or full, Mr. Jackson Bulger. <laughs> Was that I good? I love that. That's exactly what I eat all the time anyway. So <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, second, a plate of frites, some form of wrapped meat you can't pronounce, and a 10% alcohol double to wash it all down, Mr. Paul Maine. Cheers, I got one. He does. I'm wiping my nose because I've said at the onset of the show I'm having an allergic reaction. He's not here, but I'm going to say it anyway. You have no idea how it was made, but for some reason it leaves you with a smile, Mr. Jack Broadhead. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Because I know what he thinks. I just constantly insult him. He's not here, so he's a fuckhead. Me, (laughs) I'm just a steak and a baked potato because that's how I like it. I don't know if I'm simple or if I just wanted to just kind of keep it at that. Hey, you guys, uh, there have been bike races in multiple forms, uh, multiple platforms. I'm going to rant on that one later this weekend, as well as an actual bike race, bike race, somewhat locally. We had the Tour Walla Walla just Mm -hmm. down the road a little bit here recently. It's almost as if things are returning to normality. So, gentlemen, didn't anybody have a breakout ride week? Jackson, we'll let you go first. How was your ride, bicycle ride week? My bicycle ride week was great. Um, it was actually. I thought last week, um, I actually last week, yeah, I went out for a 60 mile ride, uh, which I'd never done before. It was 3,000 feet of climbing. And I'm starting to figure out that if <laughs> that every ride I find is uh, if you don't hit the 3,000 mark, then you just didn't do it right. So, wow. Yeah, getting a lot of climbing in, trying to get the longer rides in before we head off to California. Shit. 3,000 every ride? Yeah, if, if not every ride, but pretty much, yeah. If you go over 20 miles, then you're going to hit 3,000 somehow. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Now I'm, t- now I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, how was your ride week? Well, we talked about doing that spirited ride. Bike Fit Sam text both yeah. of us, and, and I had a late inspection that there was no way I was going to make it, so... Um, that was last Thursday, and it was yeah. still upper 80s. Yep, well, it would have been a great, yeah. great time to go out. Yeah, hopefully this Thursday, I'll try and hit it. Really? Yep. Still? Um, I, yeah, I need some speed work. I need to get my butt kicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then uh, Saturday, I can't remember. I, there was a lot of crap going on. It was pretty windy Saturday. Yeah, and I it was up, really windy. Yeah. Uh, I just did like a 24 mile loop, you know, down to Hangman and stuff. And, um, and then yesterday I did a, like a 41 mile ride with 3,800 feet of climbing. Oh shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't ride yesterday. I had to go to a high school graduation for, uh, for the job, the other job. And so I did that and, um, excuse me, I'm going to be making a lot of noises off mic tonight. I did get out Wednesday for the mountain bike race, which, again, was f- 
super hot. It was in the 90s on that one, and it was full of rock gardens. So I just want to keep thanking the uh, the race organizers for adding in rock gardens just to fuck with us guys with our hardtail bikes who aren't really good at the technical stuff anyway. Um, but, you know, the more I think about it and the more I'm doing these things, um, first of all, the more I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's a two-lap race. In my second lap, I was... I was actually, as I stated in my Strava, that I was okay with it because it was it was a slower lap. The second lap was slower because I had to spend a lot of time actually waiting to find the moment to pass uh, kids on bikes and their parents, which I loved. I gotta get right down here. Excuse the pause. Yeah, it was dripping off the end of your nose. It was dripping off the end of my nose. Yeah, Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I noticed you were looking up. And and the camera was on me at the the very right time, so everybody look at that one. Um, I was uh, parents and their kids, and and you know what? that I'm not going to complain about Mm -hmm. that because that was really cool to see so many people out there doing it. I remember way back when um, myself and, and somebody else on this podcast were the first ones to do that for that series, and we had to ask special permission to do all that kind of stuff, but... uh but anyway, and, and then throughout the race itself, the more I thought about it, the more I was going, man, my lower back's hurting, my shoulders are hurting. Wait, this is technically a good thing because in July, we know my lower back is going to hurt. We know my shoulders gonna, are going to hurt, but maybe they'll hurt a little bit less because I'm doing this shit to myself now. So I don't like the rock gardens, but I guess I should probably be thankful for them because I'm going to be bouncing over some serious, serious shit here in, a, in about four weeks. So Did you get it flat? No, I'm good. I did not. Um, I uh, the, the yeah the reason why I've been dealing with so much uh, uh, sealant lately is because I was getting Jackson's wheels dialed in, and I was as I said on the show. I think I said on the show I was going to borrow your wheels, your 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 full size wheels, and then I found out the rotors are the wrong size, so the rotors don't fit, <laughs> and so I got a set of wheels coming, and I ordered rotors for them under the rotor size that I. I measured for that wheel I was trying to switch out. And then I realized my bike has different rotors. The front one and the back one are different sized. So I now have three fucking brake rotors, two that would fit the rear size and one for the front. I know what the listener's thinking. Why didn't you measure both rotors, you dumbass? Because I'm probably a noob at this, and I didn't know that you could have a bike with a 140 in the rear and a 160 in the fucking front. Yeah. So I'm out like 70 bucks. <sighs> it never was a problem with rim brakes. I'm just saying. I agree. <laughs> I but could I not agree I, more right now. I wouldn't run rim brakes on a gravel bike. That's for sure. No. God. No. It's, uh, and the wheels aren't even here yet. And I've, I've bought tires. I've bought the rotors, all this kind of stuff. And I found out that the, you know, the rotors on my other wheels are six bolt and the rotors on the new wheels are center lock yeah and so it's (laughs) (laughs) why does everything cost so goddamn much this sport is too expensive it's stupid and i'm looking at jackson with his nice shiny rotors hanging over his shoulder they both look the same size yeah they are 140 and 160 really on that i can guarantee that yeah and and that's on your front yeah, yeah, it's it's they do the bigger rotor because there's more uh, breaking like power, pressure and weight put on that wheel, so they need a bigger rotor to handle that. Same with cars, yeah. really. Yeah. So uh, in other words, I'm the only dumb shit who didn't know this. Yeah, I thought I thought BMCs ran 160s front and back. No, it looks now. Yeah, now that I look at it, the back one looks <laughs> a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I got some time on Sunday, I mean, on Saturday on the gravel bike, which actually felt really good. It was a great ride getting out there. Super big wind. Um, but it was nice to get out there. And I'm wondering if that's where my, my allergies kicked in, like all the wind just blowing shit up my nose. You know, I, was, I look like Al Pacino and Scarface. I've just had so much stuff going up my nose. Um, I've decided also I need a new saddle for the gravel bike as soon as humanly possible. Because the stock saddle that came with that bike is just like riding on the skinny end of a baseball bat. It's just not working. I might like it. You might. Yeah. You might. Yeah. It's it's not working. And so um, um, hopefully uh, Bike Fit Sam is going to get me dialed into another one of those super, super short-nosed ones that I'm, I'm hoping works out. Um, anybody got any races on the horizon? Paul, you got anything coming up? Just same old. I, I'm hoping that we get clearance for um, total opening by our governor. Yeah. Uh, after the 30th, and then I think Vance Creek doesn't have a limit. I think some of those oh. races have been sold out. Like I know Independence, Independence Valley is um, filled up, and there's a waiting list. So no shit, all because of the heats. Because there's only 30. Yeah, the there's 30, 30 people per whatever. Oh so, man. Um, yeah, and so hopefully that that opens up, and then Vance Creek. When is that one now? It's in July 11th, I think. Oh, shit. We can't do that one. Um, Jackson, we signed up for... Are we going to call it a race? I think... That's a really tough one. Because it has the F word in it. What? It has the F word in it. It does have the Fondo word in it. However... I know it. I... I think we have to decide upon that because I don't know yet. <laughs> well, um, first of all, it's the Ellensburg Gravel Fondo. I guess it's technically it is a gravel fondo because uh, it's very similar to like a shortened version of the Belgian Waffle that we're, we're going to do. It's 90 miles, 7,000 feet of climbing. I can't recall the amount of gravel it has. Do you know, Jay? Did you remember off the top of your head? I looked today. It was uh, 32 miles of the 90 miles yeah. are gravel. So oh, it's timed, right? It is timed. And there's other people. Yeah. Is it mass start? Um, it, they're starting in waves again. It's, it's a race. Starting in waves of 25. It's a race. Okay. <laughs> You've got groups of people. Even though it has the Fondo word. Yeah. Really? That's timed. You, you're not going to race against time. You're just going to go, do, do, do. hey, well, look it. There's there some are, berries. Let's pick those. There is might that what be you're fucking cookie stops. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, are there food stops? I think there are eight stops. I'm sure there is. Yeah. One. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's one halfway. I'm going to have to put a bar bag on. That's, mm, thank God somebody <laughs> said it. <laughs> I'm not signing up for that one. <laughs> so, um, Jackson, so, and we're, I, thanks to um, um, Terry Prime, who, mm-hmm. who told me about this one. And it was actually a really good idea because it's like, shit, this is a great kind of a warm up event for this type of thing that we're getting ready for. So what it, day is that? It, it Father's Day Saturday. So nineteenth, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why you want to go? No, come on, man. No, no. Everybody's doing it. No. Strap on that 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 bar bag. That's why I can't do it. Put a fanny pack on, and if I can have maybe arrow bars, maybe arrow bar. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> that's, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're going to see how that one goes. Um, Jackson, what do you think? Should should we take this as a race effort or just a tempo effort to make sure we can handle the distance? I think we should ride hard for 90 miles and whether that puts us in a hot position to be in the top, whatever, then that's what I'm thinking. Especially 
I'm also treating this as like a very good training experience as well. So maybe we'll we'll maybe we'll just ride hard. We'll Spirited. Okay. Yeah. No, smash it. Yeah. He's he's on the right page. You're the one that seems a little intrepidious. Really? Yeah. Are Do we I going? Are we going hard? Well, your voice cracked hard. Well, that's because I'm <laughs> fucking dying at the, at the mic. This would be like, God. You you follow play follow your son's funeral. lead. Just you know. Really? Just stick yeah. on his wheel and just go smash it. Really? Then you know at 90 miles what you're going to feel like. At, at 100. At 100. And whatever. <laughs> 110. Plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, you've given me the lead's a dangerous thing because I get a little overambitious and attempt to go really hard at that point. So, Okay. okay. I've, I've ridden with your dad enough that if he's behind you, if you hear, Aye! he's yeah, done. That's it. Yeah, I, I make a loud kind of a, a Cajun holla when I get dropped. Aye! What is the sound I make? Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, I think it's going to be a good – I think it's going to be fun. And it'll be a good trial. Even though it does have the F word in it, so it's st- we can still race it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still has the dignity of a race. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Should we cut to the cut to the news headlines? We should probably cut to the news headlines. We should cut to the news headlines. Uh, news headlines brought to you by our friends at Scratch Labs. Check out all the summertime offerings, including all the new grape flavor. All the new grape flavor? Really nicely typed there, Pat. At ScratchLabs.com. In addition to the fuel hydration recipes. And a little Rice Krispie treat trait treats that Paul has in his hand that he's he's gonna get to try out there. Bing! That was that was cashing some checks right there. Um, you can only find from scratch. Scratchlabs.com. S K R A T C H Labs.com. So, you guys, it's simply because I never mentioned his name. Probably having twice finished second in seven previous appearances at the Criterium du Dauphiné, Richie Port managed to add the week-long stage race to his palmares after defending his lead in Leggett on Sunday. The Australian racing Dauphiné for the first time since returning to Ineos Grenadiers after five years at BMC and Trek fended off a series of attacks from his GC rivals in the final Ks of Stage 8, eventually sealing the Mayo Zone with an untouched 17-second advantage over Jackson's pick, I think, Alexei Lysenko. Did you pick him? No. Jackson? No, no we didn't. you just picked all the Astana guys. <laughs> no, didn't you pick? You picked uh, Garrett Thomas, right? I did, I yeah. All yeah, did. all of us except you. Who did I pick? Yeah. Richie Port. Did I really? Mm-hmm. No fucking way. Yep. Did I? It's it's broken, my friend. You said, ah, heck what? with it. I'm going to pick Richie Port. I did? I think so. We'll have to go to Let's the tapes. Let's go to the tapes. <clears throat> somebody yeah. co- somebody, chime in online and f- let me know if I really did pick Richie Port. I think you Holy did. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying the magic is... Yeah, because everybody picked it and you're like, ah, hell with it. I'm going to pick Richie Port. And I said, you, you, and I remember saying this, it's okay because, because there's no, no stage, nine stage. nine. Uh-huh. Oh my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. I picked the yeah. winner of the Curse race. Curse is over. And there was, but there was no, there were no stakes. You know, we you know who crashed too. Did you see who crashed? Garrett. Is Garrett. Mr. Yeah. Payton yeah. Magnet. <laughs> he finds the floor all the time. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> were you guys surprised? I guess I'm really fucking surprised no. that Richie's riding so well. No? No. Remember, no. no I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you. Okay. Um, I, uh, no, I'm not surprised either. I, I think he's finding his form since coming back to uh, Ineos. 
do you think it's the team program? Do you think it's just that better of a of a combination of the squad, of the fellow riders, of the race direction? I mean, does that? I mean, I, I know the answer to this, but do you think it it truly makes that big of a difference? Paul? Probably, I would think so. Um, it, it, you know, when he went to BMC and then he, you know, then went to was it Trek? Was it yeah, yeah. Trek? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, both those teams, I don't think really fit fit him very well i mean he seemed to perform under that sky now enios thing um yeah it's you know what he got third in the tour last year so yeah that was the podium so it it isn't a surprise to me it was surprised he got past the ninth stage but you know outside (laughs) of that i thought well he might do all right so yeah. He's at the point where he's stating that he was super appreciative of Garrett's work and he looks forward to working for him in the tour. Um, is that, do we take that as legit? Yeah. So in other words, I shouldn't pick Richie for the for the tour? I don't know. I, I think part of me wonders if Enios is going to go in with uh, dual leadership like DeCoinick did on the Giro. Really, I think they're going to put all their baskets into Thomas. I do, I don't, I don't, you know. But Richie's a good. Oops, yeah. Garrett crashed. Shocker. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think Richie's going to just sit back. He's not going to do like anything till the mountains. Yeah, and who knows if Garrett's going to hit the pavement? You know, in the time being, he's you yeah. know that way he'll be sitting pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think uh, Taylor uh, Gagenhardt is is going too. And um, he seems to be doing quite well. He, yeah, he was he was up there. He was mm-hmm. up there. Um, continuing with the Dauphiné, Froome says he won't win the Tour. Did, did you guys read that? <laughs> what, yeah, what? Where's my what huh? button? Where's my what button? There, what? there it is. Um, I don't know where to put my finger on Chris Froome. Um, number one, the guy went through one of the worst crashes I've probably seen in a, in a long time that, that somebody could actually recover from mm-hmm. uh number two i i i root for the guy because he always root for a comeback um uh you know we were you, the f- multitude of us talked during during these bike races and i i made a comment saying you know you think somebody looks back and realizes they're on the chris Froome cam that they go oh fuck i'm at the back <laughs> I'm, I'm next to Chris Froome. I must be at the back of the race, so I got to head up to the front, and and that was a mean joke, probably. You know, but you know what? Fuck. You know, let's. I wasn't like saying you know I wanted his family dead or anything like that for yeah. fuck's sake. But uh, the diva responded with, "That's it. You know, Chris is done. Uh, his career's over." Uh, does anybody have any speculation on on in terms of where that's going? Jay? I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever going to be back to the place he was. Or if he is, it'll take a little while. Because the injuries that he sustained were pretty serious. So it's it's really almost too early to even tell whether he's going to be back because he is recovering so yeah. intensely. But I, I don't think he's going to be winning three grand tours in one year or anything like that. I, I think it's going to take quite a monumental effort to see those type of things happen again. Guys, how long ago was the crash? I'm I'm drawing a blank. 2019, I think. Yeah. yeah. He won the Giro and maybe it was it might have been 18. Uh cuz he won the Giro and then in the Dauphiné when he was out on the yeah. train ride is when it happened. Mm-hmm. 
So before the the twenty nineteen tour. Oh, tour, but he, yeah, Garrett won it in twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, so it was twenty nineteen. And because, that was Bernal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I can mm-hmm. see. I'm I'm in a phlegm induced haze. I, yeah. I, I'm not really. So thinking it's here, been two years. Remember, uh, John Galloway when we had a little chat with him said, yeah. "Don't be the guy can." This is like a year ago or something, and he had good sources saying the dude yeah. can barely walk. You know, and, and uh, you, you listen to uh, Wiggins. And he said, if anybody can do it, it's him. Yeah. Because he's driven. And his wife's behind him. He's got every resource possible. I mean, he really wants to make it. But he's 36. And oh, and shit. look what's coming yeah. up the pike, you know, these 21, 22-year-olds. These kids with no respect. None. None. Yep. Shit. Okay. Hey, can we talk about the coverage from NBC over this race? I would like to know, before I go on my high horse pedestal, I would like to hear your guys' honest opinions of what you think the pros, positives, and negatives of the NBC uh, Sports Gold, which is what it still is, coverage of this event. Uh, yeah, Jackson, jump into this. I, I mean, I just want to—I want you guys to bait the hook for me. Is basically what I'm saying. Uh, I find that any any other platform at this point that's not GCN Plus is kind of just a lot to do with. Um, <laughs> and I I don't know if I'm a, the biggest fan of the commentators that are on NBC Gold most of the time. Uh, so I think that's kind of another thing that I have. Um, <clears throat> um, I watched for most of the stages, I'll be honest, uh, I had a tough time watching them. So I watched a lot of highlights through GCN Plus. Really? So yeah, so that, that's a really good part of other alternatives. When you said but, you had yeah. a tough time watching them, was it because you had a tough time logging in a tough time because you didn't like the coverage a tough time what what was the, what was the tough time what's that just time wise oh okay yeah okay okay uh paul you're you're you know, it was quite a like a change of pace from listening to gcn sure um you know just the commentary and and the you know, I like Bob Roll and I think he's good. I think both announcers, uh, what's his name? Steve, Steve Schlanger. Schlanger. And I like them both, but it is, it's maybe the pentameter of how they speak and, sure. you know, everything is God, just God, that was like, well, pentameter. Holy <laughs> shit, that was nice. You it's just kid. like, this kind of, it, it almost made it boring, you know. Um, and I this morning, I was watching, was it? Um, it was flow bikes. That's a different story. It was flow bikes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it, it was, I think Bob is a little more bridled because of the network has a format, you know what I mean? Sure. They have guidelines for him. So I, I think he has to kind of soften the Bob key thing. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe he's mellowed with age, but that was part of his fun for me when he spoke. He never knew yeah. where he was coming from. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he'd tell these stories and it'd just be crack up. But now it seems so formulated. It's not, yeah, it's it's a real letdown after GCN+. Plus. First of all, I don't know Steve Schlanger. I, and so I'm not, I'm not going to bust his balls too much. But it, he doesn't 
really he is a he sounds like he's a classically trained sports event announcer um i don't know about his cycling history and and again you guys can yell at me online all you want for not knowing that rotors a different size than from <laughs> or, or who Lael wilcox is or or the fact that now i don't know that who steve schlanger's background is but um seems like a good enough dude but he doesn't really. He and Bob don't really seem to connect on that level. You're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, where you can get dive into these stories, and and make a a three to four hour coverage, even though NBC was only giving us maximum of two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, where we get that banter, get those stories, get those experiences that I think having an ex pro as a commentator is such a valuable resource. Having that, um, so I'm not, you know I. I don't think those two are clicking on the same level. Paul Sherwin and Bob would click really well together mm-hmm. because they had those stories. So that's my nice part of it. My rage about NBC was the fact that number one, if um, you know, I get up at a normal hour. Not I'm not up at four a.m. like Paul. So I get up and I want to click on to the live coverage. And many times the live coverage is close to over. It wouldn't let me log in. And and if you do get in, you can't necessarily rewind, mm-hmm. I don't think, which GCN does no problem, okay? That's number one. Number two, the race concludes at, let's say, 8 o'clock local time, here 8, 8 a.m. local time. Uh, Sunday for the final stage, it was 11 o'clock, and I was still trying to find the local, the, the replay. The, the replay. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. I had to watch the four-minute recap of the stage on GCN. You guys are NB-fucking-C. You're not a tiny little network. You're fucking NBC. I'm on. I'm yelling at you guys right now. Get your shit together. If we're paying this money for this fucking service, you guys can keep up with somebody the small size of GCN. This is absolute idiocy. And I, I could not. I was so pissed off at NBC this weekend. And now we're going to have to go to Peacock or something like that, mm-hmm. right? We're yeah. all going to have to switch our, our – Jackson's already shaking. Is he gagging? Head. He is. I <laughs> he's going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not looking at me, my nose dripping in the camera. But I, I was absolutely furious with it that here I am paying for this subscription service. Yes, this is a first-world male white boy problem. Mm-hmm. But this, the, I mean, I am carrying right now. I am basically wanting to see somebody's manager because it it was absolutely uncalled for that that I can go on to GCN, I can log into their live feed, I can hit rewind with a full with a click, whatever, and watch whatever I want whenever I want. I can catch the highlights, I can catch the lowlights, I can do all these options, and they're just entering the game. So NBC, come on, and it's half the price, right? I, I can't remember because I, I have that continue pay, but it's going to change yeah. here. I don't know if I'll even. I remember it was like fifty, foot. sixty bucks for the year, wasn't it? I wasn't, for I for GCN? Sworn. No, for uh, yeah. for NBC. Yeah, NBC. I think it probably was. Yeah, they're like Ew. sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. sixty four or something. Yeah. I can't remember the cycling pass. Yeah, yeah. And so for the tour, we're fucked though. It's going to be the NBC, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, well, here's speaking of what you were talking about. Um, and, and kind of what I was saying about, you know, the rhythm, I think it's geared because the NBC is gearing it for the United States. Sure. No. And, and uh, yeah. It, and that's why I wasn't t- trying to be They got the little circle on, on the guy guys. and the little dotted line and sure. they have the, 
you know, the trading yeah. card picture of them and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, it's tantalizing. But if they're appealing, if this passes only for cycling, you're not going to get the average Joe. Yeah. So we don't really need, if you're going to spend all your resources on that and not something where, like, you know, goofballs like us like to, to rewind. Yeah. And, and I had that situation with Flow Bike this morning. I went to the bathroom during the um, Tour de Suisse, and I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't push rewind. it back. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I go back? I don't understand. Um, and I thought it was something with my TV or the app. I don't know. No. And it just drives me insane. Yeah. And and I have it on Apple TV, and everybody knows sometimes I I take my iPad to the bathroom. Sure. And, Which is completely uh, and I normal. Can't watch, they shut me down if I watch both of those, even though I pay 100 and whatever bucks for They for the shut busing. you They wouldn't let you watch yeah, both of those. I can't them. watch. Yes. You can't have two two windows open. You pay that much. GCN, I can have my phone going. I yeah. can have. And there's times where I've had two races on GCN. Jax is going like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I got one on the TV yeah. and the second rated one. Yeah. Is, and, you know, they're just, I think, so worried about it. The other thing about flow bikes, now that I'm in a flow bike, yeah. it's the freaking ads. I'm paying for ads now. What the now. fuck? I saw that And today. it's always crucial moments. Yeah. yeah. And the, it, they'll have, like, in the TT, somebody's finishing on the on the very first stage, and they broke to an ad, and I'm like, and it was like, and it doesn't pause the coverage. No, nope. it, yeah, yeah. It, it's and just all of a sudden he's, that. and that was a good time with so and so, and it's yeah. like, God, don't like it. And you pay a hundred and some dollars. And we're gonna switch to this. We're gonna switch to Unbound Gravel here shortly. Flow Bikes did an entire coverage element of Unbound Gravel. I brought up the home screen tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah, on mm-hmm. Sunday, brought up the home screen, and what is the first? fucking thing they show me on the home screen the winner the winner of the women's 100 race talking about the experience and that fucking headline said and i i I apologize i don't have her name down here because i just have the 200 uh distance distance winners on my on my notes but it was like you know gail anderson on what it was like winning Mm -hmm. the 100 mile at unbound gravel and i'm like that's your home page mm-hmm it's just come on, you guys. I mean, really? Do they not have anybody taking a step back, going, you know, maybe we should quit fucking doing this? You know, maybe mm-hmm. that, that. Hey, a boss, that doesn't look right. Yeah. And okay, I, I'm sorry. I could I could just go on this for for weeks. It just it really pissed me off. And and thank you, GCN, for finally getting it. And as you say, Paul, this is coverage. This is not. We're not catering something to somebody who's uh, being entertained during halftime of the NCAA basketball tournament. Oh, there's bike racing on during the halftime. No, it's not that. We are paying for bike racing. Mm -hmm. Bob Roll is talking to bike racing fans, if I'm not mistaken. Let Bob go. Mm-hmm. Let him off the fucking leash, man. Let him do it. Let him ta- let him get so in-depth because the average person's paying for that fee and the average person is a bike race junkie. So let us let us watch it. Sorry. I just did I did I go on too long? How are we? Yeah, we're 33 minutes into the show. <laughs> I just found it as absolute bullshit. Sorry, Jay, did I cut you off or did you have anything to add? No, yeah, I the only I think the only thing I've got with flow bikes is today I downloaded the app to my remember how I said GCN as an app on Samsung Smart TV? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so do slow bikes, but you get the flow bikes app 
And all it is is it goes, okay, now you can cast from your phone to the app. <laughs> like, why don't I just airplay my phone? Like, yeah. why do you have an app on the TV if I can just do it from my phone? It kind of felt like they put their developers, like, to do something that was really, like, <laughs> a useless waste of time. They're just, like, yeah, it's like providing strange. a logo. That's strange because they have, they have on Apple, they have an app, and that's how I get mine. Yeah. Sure, me app. too. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have the other app? The non That's what I assume too. Yeah. yeah. And then when you try and fast forward, it doesn't really fast forward at all. It just like goes up like two seconds. That's it. <laughs> oh, I'm probably God. not going to watch it through that if it's like a long stage. No, come <sighs> to think of it. Now we're talking about fast forward. Patch getting pissed. I actually could rewind on flow bikes. It was, I oh. couldn't rewind on the live on NBC because the flow bikes, I went back. Because I, I had a couple of phone calls and stuff this morning while I was doing writing my paperwork. <laughs> and so I, I could go back like 8 o'clock. The broadcast went like 8.15, 8, whatever. Okay. And my time. And so I could go back. But it was NBC watching it live. You can't you can't go back. That's the other thing. So it was NBC on and the last stage. <clears throat> are we asking too much? Well, I mean, if you got – if you got the new guy in the game that has all this, and, and, and my only complaint about GCN Plus, and it's not really a complaint because of the new guys on the block, is I don't know about you guys, but uploading that amp, once you turn it on, it takes forever. Yeah. And then, you they know. They have some oopsies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's a given. And that's probably why it's so inexpensive. But the things that function for enthusiasts like us, like yeah. replay and then the list of races – and the commentary and it hooked up with Eurosport, they're stars. I mean, they're way ahead of everybody else. They you got know, diamonds in their legs. <laughs> you know, if somebody yeah. else, if somebody else is a, a, a f- subscriber to NBC and you follow other sports, I'd love to know if, let's say, if you're watching a basketball game, if you hockey. could pause the coverage and rewind that coverage, or hockey, if mm-hmm. you can rewind that coverage, it'd be interesting to know that if they actually have that opportunity on on other sports and not cycling. You can't mm. on soccer. You cannot? No. No, okay, okay. And the other thing NBC does is they have so much controlling rights to that that no one can share yeah. any of their footage, even if it's GCN doing like a segment of like Garrett Thomas's crash. They can only do a fixed picture. They can't do use any of the video, you know, that type of thing. I think they may they may because they're a Eurosport attached, but like uh, – Remember Cosmo Catalano started at the beginning of this year how the race was won, and I used yeah. that as one of them. Yeah. He's been shut down because he's used – he doesn't have the right to use the footage. So uh, For fuck's sake. I know. God, can't we all just Well, and NBC here now, you got me all fired up. My no, blood pressure's I'm going. pissed off too. But here's NBC that locks everybody down. And I can I can go back and watch Tour of Flanders from all the years, everything else – but since they own the rights to the ASO, I can only use NBC. And I can't go back like 2016 or 15. It's hard to find. Well, I think you, they've released it now. I don't know what they're – it's like a three-year period. What, you, you can't go buy back. VHS they don't even have it on their app. Really? Yeah, they don't even have it on the app. So even if you go to NBC Gold and I want to watch last year's Perry Bay, Gone. If, it's gone. Yeah. It may be – maybe last year's is there because that was in October, but I can't go to 2019. Motherfuckers. Yeah, so. 
They don't care about us. They, uh, they just well, want our dollar. I, they, and they're getting it, and mm-hmm. that's the problem. You know, <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know. It's so... Should, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a drink I'm, here. Yeah, okay. The Tour de Swiss kicked off, and we didn't even get to talk about that. And uh, By the way, it kicked, uh, what a weird way to kick off. It was, it was with a time trial like that. It wasn't a prologue. It mm-hmm. was just a, a flat-out time trial. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the time trial at all. because oh, I it, love them. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't some for me. But uh, was I the only one surprised to see Matthew Vanderpool there, mainly because I didn't do my homework before the race started? I thought he was in full mountain bike mode for the rest of the year. Yeah. I kind of thought that too a little bit until the like until the tour came, but uh, seeing him there, I guess, was kind of a good good to see, good to see two of the three, yeah, dynamic triple back racing. So, yeah, I mean, you have to wonder if um, if Wout would have been there too. Yeah, but he had appendicitis. So, oh, is that what's going? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what a finish today was yeah. with that too. It was good. Good do you racing. Think, do you think there's any love loss between Matthew and and Julian Alaphilippe? Do you think they're just like you fucker? I'm sure. Really? I'm sure. There's. Oh yeah. It just seems like there's. I mean, watching Alaphilippe attack again and again and again today made me think this guy doesn't want him around. He 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 wants this guy gone before he gets yeah. to a finish. He's well, not, he's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he did. And yeah. yeah, which he did, yeah. And also mark yeah. the uh, mar- also wow, mark the return of Tom Dumoulin. According to reports, his head is back in the game. He's focused on potential spot on the Olympics, sixteenth uh, place in the opening TT, which in you know old Tom Dumoulin w- would have thought of that as not a great result. But uh, wow, what for not racing for quite a while, come back and immediately hop in and hit a sixteenth uh, is is not necessarily something to cry about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, I heard he said, I, I heard somewhere that he had started training like one month ago. Wow. Shit. Like he hopped into training one month ago with the team and now he's back hitting 16th. Yeah. Like if it only takes him one month to be like that, I'm, I wonder what the Olympic trap or not triathlon. Whoa. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, hey. Like. Sinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, um, yeah, it's interesting if he's going to start building up, is he going to be on the tour team? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got Wout and and Dumoulin is like the the big motors at the bottom part of the hill. They can control anything. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Wout proved it last year. But. Do you do you think the higher ups at Jumbo Visma are kind of thinking we got a lot of money in this? Where are our results this year? I don't know. I, I think they're putting all their chips in one basket, and it's a, it's full tour de France. Yeah, I think so. Really, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they're looking at Roglic and going, "You like, you gotta win it for us." Because, yeah. <laughs> like, like Paul said, I think it's kind of all on the table for that one race. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people sing you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hopefully they got the helmet thing figured out. <laughs> <laughs> I still right. can't get that image out of my mind. That's why Roglich is gone. They're testing helmets. He's not at altitude camp. Like, yeah. well, how come you're not racing? Just trying to get a helmet that fits. Won't slide you back on this, my forehead. Yeah. Jesus, you show movie on my forehead. <laughs> um, and so, mo- moving on to our, the next story, which actually leads directly into our topic for the day. Uh, for some reason, the biggest story of the week is this little race called the Unbound Gravel. Uh, the Unbound Gravel? How fucking old am I? Unbound Gravel. <laughs> held over the weekend with races extending up to 350 miles in the hills and the heat of Kansas. In many ways, and uh, I might be wrong on this, but I think this event is the unofficial world championships of gravel. And it never seems to disappoint. Um, the main event, the 200-mile distance, is the one we're going to primarily focus on here because... Uh, that's that's kind of the 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 main the origin yeah yeah exactly and uh first off the women's race in which third place finisher emily newsom referred to as comparable with childbirth (laughs) wow yeah she went (laughs) online and said that so guys now you know um (laughs) if you if you really want to have an idea what what it was like you're thinking ah it can't be that bad it's 200 miles of extreme heat and gravel and and just hell so basically, we should all just shut the fuck up and hold their hand and get their ice chips. I, I, <laughs> I think that's where we should go. But. Race won by uh, uh, Cinch Rider, Lauren De, Cre- De-, De Crescendo, Crescenzo, Crescenzo, Crescenzo. Sorry, Lauren. Fucked up your name. Uh, Amity Rockwell, second. Emily Newsom, third of, of, of many other riders. And um, 12 hours for, for that is actually mm-hmm. cruising right along. Um, quite a bit of mention a few times in the coverage of this event um, and social media were uh, a couple things. Number one, the winner's use of arrow bars. And uh, number two, the winner's coach, uh, which, uh, Tom Danielson, um, ex-pro rider, um, admitted admitted doper. Uh, he, he had he admit he had some times with that and things like that and, and went through some issues. And uh, I think he was actually uh, cleared. Of his of his second, second one. charge, second mm-hmm. charge, um, and I remember talking to Tom about that very yep. thing on this show. Um, so uh, let's 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 dive into this. I guess right now we're going to tackle not only uh, unbound gravel, but I think we want to tackle some of the big things that are happening in the sport of of gravel. And it, I'm going to get to the point that I just cringed about the fact that I called it the sport of gravel. <laughs> I, I got I got a lot the of discipline going on there. The yeah, discipline. the discipline exactly. Um, so, gentlemen, do we want to address the arrow bar topic right now? Just jump right into the deepest water of, of gravel cycling. Jackson's rubbing his hands together. Let Talk to me, Goose. Tell me what you're thinking about this. I think they're really interesting. Um, I think I so I have watched so much about um, Unbound over the weekend. I watched like all of the, uh, many of the racers interviews uh, through, I think Pure Gravel is what the platform was. And they were not calling them aero bars. They were calling them comfort bars, apparently. Oh, for fuck's that, sake. 
<laughs> but after two or about after like 150 miles, you're going to want that little rest. And I've heard a lot of people say it's a big advantage, which I'm, I'm surprised about. However, through the men's part, this was the first time that it was won without arrow bars. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty interesting. Um, I think they have their place. Um, but I am seeing some races not allow them. For instance, BWR, the one we're going to, Dad, doesn't allow arrow bars uh, in the races. So it's 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 a heated topic. My opinion on it, I don't know if I would run them, but also 200 miles, your shoulders are going to hurt a lot. So it, it's an interesting topic. Paul, I've got a lot of topics. I, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time talking about gravel, where where it was, where it is, and where it's headed. Um, and I know aero bars is one of the big topics. Well, for me, if the organizers don't have a problem with it, then they have the right to to do it. I don't have any problem with that. Um, but I don't race gravel. So my curiosity for those who have a problem with aero bars, and I'm gonna ask it to you, yeah. why do you have a problem with it? Because they look stupid, or you don't think that's because in road racing, mass starts, it makes sense. If you ever ride with anybody who has arrow bars in the pace line, yikes. That yeah. is my exact mm-hmm. reason. But a, they're not. A, a gravel not race many. is a mass start. It is a mass start, um, but it, it doesn't stay mass for very long. The, you know, not to, not to spoil ahead, but Ian Boswell and Lauren Tendam were together the whole race until yeah. the very end. But you can with a couple of people. But if you have like thirty people and some some guys in sure. the middle of the pack is an arrow bars, you know that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, um, and I don't think it belongs in mass start like road racing. And I think it's a good rule for for road racing. But this is a new, this gravel is a new thing. Uh, I've n- never seen a road race. The closest one is Milan San Remo. That's going to get close to that mileage, um, and they don't use arrow bars. But yeah, this is. You know, for me, if if the Belgian waffle ride says no arrow bars, then that's the way it should be. Now okay. we're gonna get to. I'm sure we're gonna yeah. get to the the topic of uh, governance. UCI. Yeah, governance. That's yeah, when we it's are gonna, gonna really get to gonna that. get. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, but for me, if I I'm thinking is an option because there's times where I'm solo riding 80 miles by myself, I will do puppy paws for that particular reason sure. for comfort. You know, if, so. if, if Spinachis were legal tomorrow, would you ride with them, Paul? No. You wouldn't? No. Really? No. I had a pair. I got I, I know. They're fucking somewhere around here. <laughs> I don't know where they are, but they're around here. I, I would do puppy paws if it was legal. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me think about this one. Okay. Um, now, I, I don't want anybody jumping down my throat here on this one because... The first thing I saw after the women's race was uh, a lot of people commenting on the fact that the winner was coached by Tom Danielson, who is, uh, you know, he, he got caught. He got hit the one time. Um, and, and a lot of people saying that these people have no place in the sport. If you've been caught for this, you have no place in the sport. I saw a lot of banter through Twitter, through various popular names within the sport, some who support guys like Tom yet don't support guys like Lance. Um, is there a place for confessed dopers in the sport, even if it's not on a participatory scale? Uh, guys like Tom, who are coaching the squad, um, I 
you know, I, I, I have my personal opinions on it. I'd like your guys' thoughts before I start just spewing this and turn this thing into my own. You noticed what I did with the TV coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I have a lot that, uh, that I could go for, but, um, what is the place in here? Is Tom okay to be a coach? I, I guess, I guess, yeah, because I didn't know about it until right now, to be honest with you. And I focused more on the winner of it than Tom himself. And I think it's kind of a bummer that it turned into congratulations. It turned from congratulations to uh, she was coached by this person. Um, yeah. Which is bullshit. Like, it shouldn't take away from her event. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of where I was where I was headed with it. Oh, and sorry. I think it's no, no, you're good. I, I, I think um, that I think he's I think he's got a place. I mean, he's a coach. It's not like he's filling her veins full of EPO. And if he is, then that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> I, I she he didn't ride the event, you know, so. Yeah. Paul. I think I'm getting mellow with age at first. You know, all those people with uh, <laughs> that were doing drugs, which, you know, from the 90s into the 2000s, sure. everybody was pretty much. Uh, it was easier to name people that weren't than those who were, you know. So um, I think uh, th- there's got to be some kind of redemption um, with Tom Dam- Danielson. Uh, had he been a multi Drug user, you have like uh, Rico, Ricardo. Ricardo, yeah. It was yeah. just, you know, that that guy did, has no business in, in bike when you just constantly are trying to find a way to cheat the system. Yeah. Ferrari, no. Daniela DeLuca. DeLuca out. You know, these guys that just like come back, yeah, I'm clean. And then, you know, they're they're getting popped all the time. Sure. That's, that's no good. And that, you know, you hear so many people in that time period, and, and Danielson was in that time period where – you know, you were you sacrifice your life for cycling, and you've got a team captain that says, "You know, here's a bag." Yeah, yeah. Or you're not going to go to the tour. I mean, you know, as a 20 year old, I probably would say, "Well, screw it. If I get caught, that's it." But this is my chance. You know. Yeah. So I, it's hard for me to point, you know, the shameful finger at him because I never had that. Yeah. But um, it's unfortunate, but that they brought that up. And that's the only probably reason why they brought it up is because of his past. That she, he was, Tom Danielson was the coach. So I, uh, I have a connection with Tom uh, through this show, um, the, uh, through social media. He and I are, uh, you know, I, I I follow him. He's a follower of the show. I don't know if he's listening or ever listens anymore. But um, I, I will say this: he, you know, my biggest problem with Voldemort is that Voldemort is an asshole. My biggest problem might not be the doping. Um, uh, Voldemort doped and was a destroyer of personal lives and careers. That's why I don't like. I made money off of ruining people's lives, and and so um, you know it's it's. Does the crime fit the time? Fit the crime? Um, I think I think Tom did his his crime. I don't think he's. Yeah, anyway, you know, you get into it. And I have some people who are probably going to tell me after this they're never going to listen to the fucking show again. I had people tell me when I had Tom on that they were not going to listen to the fucking show again. Um, and I understand your your thoughts on that, guys. But um, 
this is a, a personal opinion. And so I, you know, I'm not saying Tom should get a, you know, a, a rose petal pathway everywhere he goes in life, but I, I, I definitely don't think this rider should be penalized for, for doing a great ride and, and doing what she did in the race. Um, so, oh, I dropped the results of the men's race. That's how out of it I am. Let's go to the men. Shall we? The men's race dominated by world tour pros. Um, do you know where the topic might be headed? Um, of the top four, I do want to bring out the most important issue of the fact that three of the top four has been on this very podcast. Ian Boswell has been on twice. So I can almost say that four of the top four has been on the, on the podcast because I'm, I'm shallow that way. Um, I want to say a personal congratulations to a very good guy. Ian Boswell for, for doing what he did, man. That was a fucking crushing ride. It was a great to see Lauren Tendam. To see that 200-plus mile over the, that terrain come down to a sprint finish, it's pretty damn pretty damn cool. Uh, and Lawrence Tendam just seems like a great guy. Uh, Peter Stetna, Ted King, the one and only Ted King, coming back from how long ago did he break his collarbone, Jackson? Three weeks. Three weeks he ago. He broke his collarbone three weeks ago. <laughs> And he was riding over that terrain with no aero bars, I might add. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah. wow. Um, so, what I want to talk to you guys about in terms of gradual, gravel is this professional invasion, the invasion of these world tour riders who are. Uh, would you agree? Maybe the traveling that being a gravel pro might be a bit more intriguing. Um, you know, the, the, hey, I only have to do these certain races. I. I'm not getting paid as much, but my life is that much more simplistic. Ian Boswell has a desk job with Wahoo, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he, he's, he's out there crushing gravel. So uh, talk to me about, first of all, the, the good elements and the bad elements of these people coming into this genre. And what did we say? Discipline. Earlier? Discipline, thank you. Discipline. Um, I think the good parts are that um, it shows that it's serious, you know, um, it, you see the likes of, uh, Pete Stetna leave the world tour for this, for this lifestyle or Colin Strickland deny a world tour offer for this lifestyle as well. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of shows that Colin, mm, was this is fifth, a serious, by the way. yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Colin was a fifth place in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting and it shows you how, uh, this can be a legitimate lifestyle, in uh the world of cycling uh i think that's a really good part of it i think um and i all all of these people are really cool too you don't really see very many like negative comments about a lot of these world tour pros or high caliber athletes uh being mean um and then i think on the negative side of it it can kind of it could possibly rhodeize it a little bit um (laughs) it, it can um make it more serious it can kind of take away that cool factor yeah for lack of a better term um and kind of make it a little bit more serious than it needs to be paul initial thoughts on some of this yeah um i i saw this pattern happen before in the 80s (laughs) and early 90s with mountain bikes yeah and uh, on uh, last Saturday when we had made that long ride, Terry Prime, Prime I always want to call Prime because that's how you spell Prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Terry Prime and 
And uh, Luther was on the ride, and and I was talking about the good old days of Watch Trust Classic. You know, oh, boys, let us run out there. Yeah, that's butt next. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you boy. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, surprised that we had, you know, what happened to it? And I said, mountain biking. Yeah. Uh, you know, road racing became a, an elitist-type sure. sport. Um, and we got, you know, more and more money. The more money got in there, the more it became more elitist. And then mountain biking came, and a lot of guys that didn't make teams started going. Ex road riders were going down and started racing, you know, mountain, mountain bikes. Bob Roll being one of them. Yep, Bob yeah. Roll. There, there was another guy who raced for Barracuda. It's just slipped in my mind. There's tons of them, yeah. you know, from they were just starting to fall. And then all of a sudden, people were because then it's the new thing in America, and that's where it usually happens. So it was all about that. And Watching the Washington Trust Classic, where we would have in a, like say a Cat Three field of seventy-five to eighty riders, go within two years down to like fifteen. Yeah, everybody was up riding mountain bikes. Yeah, and um, so I think that's that's what we're going to see. Um, the money's there, obviously. It's a new thing in America. This is the biggest race in America. There's no Tour of California. Yeah, there's no. Uh, Tour of Utah, Colorado Classic, they're all gone. And this is where America just, especially in, in our country, we have a tendency to gravitate to the newest, coolest thing yeah. until the next thing comes. We use it until it's dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. we, what happens, we get these, you know, it's Posers. out of control. Well, then we get start getting throwing rules at it, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's not the same. And that's, you know, it goes down to the arrow bars. It'll be interesting to see what happens pretty soon. You start throwing rules in it and the fun factor goes away and you got these guys who are you know all those guys all the way down the fifth place is strickland those guys are superhuman they you know the average guy that got into it and was doing really well are like finishing way back it's like what the hell happened yeah the fun's gone you know so let's let's and this is interesting my wife was asking me before i came down first of all pat why are you sneezing so much but um (laughs) about what's what to talk about and and she and I were were still in a we were yeah I think we were engaged or dating at the time when when mountain biking was really really in its height and um we spent a lot of time going to races and we'd travel to world cup finales mm-hmm. from our house we'd go and stay there over week over a week or something like that mountain biking starting grassroots it started out grassroots it grew immensely fast in popularity uh, established its own governing body Norba was mm-hmm. was the the governing body of of mountain bike racing. It established its own national championships. It established its own culture, um, which was this much more relaxed culture than what road cycling was. I I remember vividly announcing a race at Schweitzer Mountain Resort, which was a uh, a Norba series race, and actually sitting and having a beer. With Roland Green, the current world champion, the guy mm-hmm. who's you know who's there for the race, and he was having a beer and a slice of pizza the evening of the race, and I'm just going, this, I would never be able to have a beer with a current road champion. I, mm-hmm. I just don't think they would be that accessible. It was a, it was a, it was a movement, not to be too mm-hmm. overly over it the was. top, I agree. but um, and then it it it, it was bought out. Right when it virtually exploded, events were added. We added the twenty-four uh, 
genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the enduro fat bike, things like that. And, um, and as soon as, like you said, those larger governing bodies came into it, it became much more restricted, much more controlled. Um, the population, the popularity of it probably did some. I know there's some people out there who are going to say that, you know, people come into the sport and ruin it. You know, once it gets cool and popular, it gets ruined. Um, and it's almost, please don't take this mountain bikers as, as an insult, it's almost become a niche sport within itself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's still this tiny little, this not this tiny, but it, because, my God, some of the races I'll attend are huge. Mm-hmm. But it's not like what it was. Um, well, and the same with road riding back in the 80s sure. and early 90s. Yeah. Are we yeah. seeing the end of gravel being cool? Are we seeing the beginning of the end? And if we are, is there a way to reverse it? Is there a way to keep it cool? Uh, unbound gravel is unsupported. Should races stay unsupported where the riders have to actually fend for themselves? Um, should we keep the UCI and USA cycling out of it? Um, should they keep adding distances like they did this year with the XL? Um, you know, we've got big, big event promoters like Lifetime who bought unbound gravel. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Um, you know, big money. Stuff like that. So these are just some things I'm throwing out there. What do you guys think? Is is this the especially Jackson? I because I know you're kind of tapped into this vein here with with gravel and the and the elements of it, and and you being a younger enthusiast are are much more tapped into the coolness of it. Um, what do you think? Are we re, are we reaching in your opinion a pinnacle, or is it going to get better, or is it where do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I I think that we aren't losing the coolness of it. I think that if anything, um, it's staying around. And because we've got these kind of like, there's, there's like this gar- or, or I, it's tough to say. It's like this conglomerate of riders that are all like at the top of it. Like, uh, like the ones we were just mentioning, Pete Stetna, Colin Strickland, yeah. Ted King, all the, all these riders, um, Amity Rockwell on the women's side, um, a lot of these other riders. And, I think that they have all this experience that they have seen these movements happen. And I think that they can recognize when something like that has been happening. I heard, I've heard Pete Stetna on multiple interviews go on and talk about kind of like keeping uh, that, like the soul of gravel alive. And also Jeremiah Bishop, um, who's an ex mountain biker. Um, it was really adamant about those type of things. So I think that we're seeing, the coolness stay around, but we're also seeing a lot of people get attracted to it, um, which is which is exciting. I think that with Lifetime buying uh, Unbound, I think it it tells uh, like us that this is a big deal, like that this is not just like a little fad, you know. Obviously, like we were saying, the money's there, so I I, I think the coolness will stay around. I'm interested to see if uh, USAC or UCI tries to get involved, though. I love that they're called USAC. It just makes you sack of never mind. Go ahead, Paul. Well, I think I think this is the beginning of what I've seen. If history has a tendency to repeat itself, and this is certainly one of those things. I don't think it's going to be like immediate where we're going to see a change from from coolness to you know what happened to Norba sleeveless and it, it's just going to yeah. I mean, yeah. it was such a laid back atmosphere. We had that Wim series here. Washington, Idaho, Montana, yeah. and everybody got along. There was always a barbecue. People would camp up there, families and everything. Sure. 
just kind of like what you see in the gravel now, you know. Uh, but then things started expanding that when people start seeing, hey, we can make this grow. And not that growth is a bad thing. Being a curmudgeon, you know, you think that I would just say, no, just stay on it. Let's just keep it. Keep it the way it is. <laughs> Get so, off my lawn. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and I think I think that it will once, you know, I'm looking at the manufacturers who are trying to find that silver bullet now. Oh, boy. Yeah. And now bikes, gravel bikes were fairly inexpensive. Now you're getting like, this is getting crazy again. Yeah. And that was the same with mountain bikes. You had a hardtail. Then front suspension had to happen. We had... You know, suspension stems, yeah. and then we had forks, and then full suspension, and then you know it just started getting. How much travel can you get? Yeah, and and downhill where they're barely even pedaling. Yeah, you yeah. know it, it 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 evolves. Things are going to evolve and they're going to change, and and there will be something else that's going to take gravel's place. Who knows? Uh, it might go back to you know cross, which would be cool. Yeah, or maybe mountain bikes will get another huge resurgence again. Paul, since I've got you, Uh-oh. gravel isn't really a new format. Let's no. be honest. No. The original bike races were yep. over dirt roads. And and you had to, uh, there's no support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, races have had gravel sections for hundreds of years. Uh, Jackson and I are doing an event in two weeks that, once again, Jackson, remind my phlegm-headed head of, of how many miles we're doing of gravel. 32. 32. 32 miles of a 90-mile race. What makes a gravel race a gravel race? I would almost think that of, of 32 miles of a 90-mile race, that's you know just under a third, or just over a third of the race. Is that a road race? I would I would uh, think it is. Um, same with Ronda Von Palouse. It's usually sure. about one third of that is gravel. It's it's a road race. But in in my mind, when somebody says a gravel race, I'm thinking outside of the stuff that I ride on. Yeah, stuff where you need, like like Unbound, you yeah. know, you need a a forty c forty c plus tire, yeah. or else you're gonna you're not gonna make it. You're gonna crash and hit your kneecap and split it right open. Jackson and I are. Oh wait, right. that's that's Quinn Simmons. That's, anyway. Oh, <laughs> did he did split you, his knee open? Yeah, he crashed and I knew he crashed. Open. He crashed and he had he had to withdraw. Oh. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't mm-hmm. know he, he did something yeah, he bad went, to his knee. Got stitches. Oh shit. So yeah, I think you know it, when somebody mentions about gravel riding, and and we're going to bring him up again, Terry Prem. We might have to start drinking to Terry Prem. Terry, I think. Yeah. I love that you call him Terry Prem. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. going to. Forever. We're going to just call him yeah. That. Yeah, Terry yeah. Prem. Um, so you know, because he's done the Rebecca's, you know, Idaho. Right, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And. You know, he's like, you do so well in these races, why don't you do them? I said, and and then he's talking about, you know, you, your bike can, can only handle like a 28. So I don't want anything bigger than that. Yeah. So to me, when somebody says a gravel race, I'm thinking something that a 28 can't use. A road bike is not a good option. You know, you need something 30, 32 yeah. wide. Then you're talking, in my mind, that would be a gravel race. No matter whatever section, you know what if, it comes down it to. Right? Up, you know what it comes down to. Disc brakes. Brakes. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> when you switch over, you to could disc probably brakes. ride a thirty-two, Jackson. Uh-huh. You can't do a thirty-two on that thing, but you know, you can do a twenty-eight. Said, yeah, yeah, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight, but that's just that's a super aero cut bike. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, okay, okay. Um, 
Jackson, what separates the two? It, I mean, are these events we're doing, is Belgian Waffle Ride, in essence, a road ride with gravel sections? I think uh, Paul kind of nailed it. I think it just depends on the severity of the gravel, you know? I've watched all of the films that are out there about BWR, and I have found that um, this is not this is not grand tour level type of gravel this is like there's a river crossing you know there's yeah. uh big rocks sticking out of the ground to me that isn't necessarily something that should belong in a in a, in a road race so i think that's what separates it and i think belgian waffle in all of its iterations walks that line of like there is severity of gravel that is above what a road bike can handle so i think that's what makes it a gravel race in my eyes is Perry Roubaix a road race? Oh yeah, but mm-hmm. those are not really roads that should be handled by a standard road bike. And remember the years when they had front forks, uh-huh. but they're gone. There's very few suspension in any of that because it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't work, and it's only fifty fifty to fifty two kilometers, depending on the year, of yeah. cobbles out of two hundred and fifty. It, it, it that's where the suspension didn't sure. didn't really work out. Yeah, a person to ask, and maybe we should contact is Brent Soderberg, the <laughs> man who does a lot of gravel race. He does on, on the on the east side. Yeah, so uh, it'd be interesting to see what he would have to say. Because I think there's going to be a gigantic push of hybrid style of these races where we're going to be seeing these road gravel mixes, and are, are we going to you know? Do you have to label it at all times? I like to label things. I like to know: is this a road race? Is this a crit? Is this a time trial? Is this a circuit race? Is this um, is this a gravel race? Is this a gravel fondo? Is a fondo a race? You've heard me this entire mm-hmm. show trying to put things into categories, and um, I guess as the sport evolves, we're going to be seeing a lot more of the blending of those categories. Yeah, is that a good thing? I think so. I, I don't. I don't have a problem. If I can't do it on my road bike, I'm not going to enter the ride yeah. or race or fondo. There's not. I'm not going to do that. If I need a gravel specific, you know, specific, specific bike, bike. Yeah. then I'm. I'm not. That's just not my type of riding. So I don't care if it's half. If I can do half gravel, or even three quarters gravel on my road bike, I'd do it. If it was that type of gravel, but I'm not getting off to cross a river. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Really. <laughs> so it almost comes down to footwear for you. Yeah, I don't want to get off the. If you could stay in your road shoes, yeah, it's a road race. That's a, yeah, that's a good way to put it. We should just classify it as mm-hmm. shoes. Unless I'm picking myself off the ground from yeah. a crash. You know? Yeah, that's the only. But time you can hop right back down. on and go. Yeah, but there are some gravel stretches where I've been on where it's like, fuck, I got to walk. Yeah, nope, don't want to do that. Okay, that's a gravel race. Then, I guess technically. If I have to go beyond a 28C <laughs> and I have to walk at some point, that's a gravel race for me. Treads and tires. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jackson, um, thoughts on on where gravel's going? Um, I, I'm scared of the I'm scared of the UCI pulling a full FIFA here thing and just seeing the dollar signs and fucking the sport up. I, I just think really, it's a matter of time. I'm really interested because it's an American thing. Like not only an American thing, but it's really heavily an American thing. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I see a lot of the people within the sport going, I don't, I don't want this to, to kind of take that corporate, as you could say, yeah. um, type of path. And I feel like because it's an, it's 
so heavily rooted in America, I feel like there's 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 a past of not wanting those type of things to go on, just in general. Um, so I, I I see there being a big fight, and I don't know very soon if that will happen. Um, I think there'll be a little while till it, it it gets those big organizations around it. I also want to say this before I switch to the final topic of the show, is that there are also going to be people who have nothing to do with UCI, nothing to do with USAC. There are going to be people who come into the sport and fuck it up. The elitists. The elitists. No, I'm I'm talking about participants. I see. Um, Triathlon was a very loose, relaxed sport when Mm -hmm. it started. It was just a bunch of crazy people saying... Let's put all these things together and just hurt the fuck out of each other. Let's just make this absolutely insane. And people keep coming in and coming in and coming in. And then you've got lawyers and accountants who spend $300,000 on their equipment set up. And they look like a dipshit because they don't even know how to put their chain back on their bike. Who come in and ruin the sport. We're going to see that. We saw that in mountain biking. We saw people who were, you know, yelling at your kids. I had to ask permission to take my kid on a mountain bike race because I was because the promoters of the race were worried about elite cyclists wanting to pass us. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this shit up, yeah. um, and I think that's going to happen in gravel. I don't. That, yeah, I'm I'm the pessimist of the show, so well, I think that's probably. Uh, yeah, and I would agree because I've seen it before with mountain bikes, which and you was can't it, control that. No, you can't. The snowball has already yeah. started yeah. and it's getting bigger and bigger. You can see it. Yeah. And and like we always use triathlons, we're yeah. like the first and then mountain bikes were the next. I yeah. agree 100%. It's it's when you start getting people into the when you promote a race like the Wim series, everybody loved. Yeah. With the promoters are like, god, it's a lot of freaking work and they yeah. give up my weekends and somebody goes, "I'll take over." And they have a new idea how it's going to do. There's yeah. going to be more money and stuff. People are like, oh, this is great. And then it goes totally <laughs> south. Yep. So what I hope for gravel is that they learn from this and, and the local gravel stays cool. You don't have to do Unbound. You don't have to do all these other big ones. Yeah. Um, just do something in the area. Keep everything local and cool. And and that's what happened with the Wim series, and I use that many times obviously yeah. because I just saw it just crumble to one of the coolest thing in the world and even as a non I went and, and volunteered to help out because I thought what a great community um, but then all of a sudden within two years it was like what the hell yeah. I went back to volunteers like ah this is not the same yeah. it is not the same it comes a fucking color run yeah yeah all so, right stay local Keep yeah. it going. Keep, Keep it the, simple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a key. All right, you guys. Well, let's have some fun on the way out here. Let's play a game. Um, I'm, I came up with this one because of all this stuff that we were talking about with gravel. We're going to play Pack Filler Prognosticators, um, brought to you by our friends at Mojo Cyclery. <laughs> Remember, everybody, all members get a 15% discount on everything but bikes and trainers. Mojo Cyclery right here in Spokane Valley, Washington. So we're going to predict the future. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make our own guesses on what the future holds. Okay, I have ten questions, ten things that you guys are gonna just sit and ponder and provide me with an absolute immediate response to. Okay, we're going to go ten years into the future right now. I should have downloaded some sound effects. I really <laughs> wanted to find some eerie music. Like a Wayne's World. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, all our listeners are gonna know what to expect from the cycling world. Cycling world. All right. So here we go. 
Uh, 10 years into the future. Number one, the most popular event in cycling will take place on blank. You can fill it in with whatever you want. The most popular event in cycling will take place on blank. You could say the moon. You could say the surface in which it takes place. Or it's just a location you want to Yeah, yeah. Take place on blank. Anybody want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. I think the biggest event in the world will take place as a marathon mountain bike event. Whoa. Okay. All right. Paul? I think it'll be taken on Antarctica. What? Yeah, on ice fat bikes with fat big bikes spikes. Yeah. This is 10 years. In you're 10 years, you're jumping yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I was I'm I, guessing. I was going unusual. I was going to say mixed surfaces. I think we're going to get to the point huh. where we're jumping all over the place. People are switching bikes. Oh, that's long done. Okay. Yeah. Number two, 10 years into the future. The next American tour winner will or will not be in the history books. The next <laughs> tour winner will or will not be in the history books. Will. Will. Yeah. Paul says we will have a tour winner yes, in will. the next 10, 10 years. Yep. Jackson Bulger. We will, and I think I have a name for it. Too. What? <gasps> yeah. You think it's Sepkos or something like that? or? You do? Okay. I do think it's going to be Sepp Kuss, yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say we don't have a winner in the next 10 years because I'm a pessimistic asshole. (laughs) 10 years into the future, the biggest computer advancement will be in the form of blank. This is for cycling. The biggest computer advancement. Where will we have a computer dialed into our bikes we have fucking wireless brakes coming people electronic brakes electronic, electronic brakes, brakes yes yeah. but they might be wireless <laughs> bikes coming in. Yeah, yeah could be anybody Ooh, i think i have an idea i think you will be able to somehow be able to like uh program your gears in your phone like how like your wow. gear ratio in your phone i'm not sure how it'll happen but i have a feeling that that's been thought about, maybe. Oh, I just had another one. I thought anyway. Keep going, Paul. I think I think uh, they've been working on this for quite some time. There's some goofy glasses, but figuring out a way to shoot up on screen all your data in front Heads of your up. face. Yeah, heads up display. Yeah. That was what I was actually going to say. Yeah, but I won't say that now because you took that. Because yeah. I was going to say, and that. then you don't have to have all that crap on your bars. Yeah. Yeah. I think the derailleur in 10 years will be gone and it will be an internal hub that, like Jackson was saying, you can program your gears into it and just wirelessly send what you want the gear ratio to be. How cool would that be? 10 years in the field. I'll stop doing that. Uh, bikes <laughs> will be made out of blank in 10 years. Bikes will be made out of blank. I think bikes will be made out of, man, I'm stuck between two. I think they'll be made out of magnesium. Oh. Yeah, if they can keep them from catching on fire. <laughs> That'd be a cool flame. Yeah. Like a crit they, crash? They, they, they do catch, <laughs> yeah. That's a drawback on magnesium. Um, I I say. I, and he's coming into turn two. <laughs> he's on fire. Oh, my God. The humanity. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the Hindenburg oh, all over again. There's all a burning lycra and shammy. <laughs> I say, I say, it'll be not so much the materials, but 3D bikes, 3D oh, printing. Oh, printed. Yeah. Okay, that. Fuck that. So good. that way you can get all the shapes. We're going to be looking at some pretty funky. Funky setup. I was going to say plastic. I was going to say plastic. So Which pretty much carbon printed. is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. The worst trend in cycling fashion will be blank. What are we going to be looking like and wearing in 10 years? I'm going to go first. I think we're going to have a full fucking face visor. I think glasses are going to keep getting bigger until it covers our <laughs> whole face. Thanks to Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put a fucking yeah. bubble on our heads. Yeah. That's what I think is going to be. I think, I think, go ahead, Jackson. Okay, I was going to say, I think people will start, with the whole aero bar thing, I think people will start to wear, like, uh, TT helmets in some of these longer Oh, God, I hope not, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I I think in 10 years in the future, um, I had a bad trend. Yeah, not a bad trend. It'd be knee high socks. They're yeah. gonna relax on the, and then it'll go all the way to the knee. They're gonna, yeah, yeah. It's... Just the kneecap's gonna be exposed. That's it. <laughs> no one will understand why, but for some reason, it's yeah. more of a fashion statement. Yeah, yeah. Tiny little cold knee. Fashion before function. Well, for me, that'd help in terms of shaving. <laughs> all right. True or false? In ten years, the women will have a full three week tour de France. Jackson. True. Paul, true. 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 I'm going true because I want it to be. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm stealing Paul's thunder here a little bit because the the rest of the ones I give blanks, but this is our uh, our last true fault. True false. Paul Maine will be on disc brakes and will love them in ten years. <laughs> true or false? True. True. I say true. Also, I I know I will be on on disc brakes. Until there's some really good improvement, <laughs> and that, and I'm talking about the stinking squealing like I heard oh, in Turf terrible. Uh, uh, Swiss, today. Swiss today. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was awful. There is so much weight aerodynamics. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just horrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they can fix that because that's all harmonics, yeah. and each wheel has different. Yeah. Anyway, I could go off on on that tangent. <laughs> Unnecessary disc brakes front road, but there's no that that thing is passed. Rim brakes are gone. They've the yeah. They made sure of that. Ten years in the future, Jackson Bulger will be blank. What will Jackson Bulger be? If this has to respond to cycling in ten years. What will Jackson Bulger be? <laughs> I'll answer last on this one. Oh, okay. Paul, <laughs> you want to go on this one? <laughs> He'll be... be cruel and say like a beer belly, you know, <laughs> just, just potty mouth. Well, I was, was going to say his... <laughs> His nine-year-old son's cycling coach (laughs) or daughter.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.